Turn your Bibles, if you would, to Nehemiah chapter number 3. When you come to Nehemiah chapter number 3, you find a passage of Scripture that in some ways looks like a chapter out of the book of Numbers. There's lots of names. And it's kind of fun. Uh, Ian and I were talking a couple, three weeks ago, and he had been reading ahead in Nehemiah, and he said, Dad, what are you going to do when you get to chapter 3? And uh, he'd read ahead and saw all these names. And I'll be honest with you, I'm pretty excited to preach to you chapter number 3. I dread reading it to you, but I'm going to. Uh, But I'm excited to preach chapter number 3. And as I've studied this and thought about Nehemiah, I'm quite confident that if Nehemiah were to be asked, what's your favorite chapter in your book? And I've got a feeling that Nehemiah would say chapter 3. And the reason I feel that way is because it's in Nehemiah chapter number 3 where you see the picture painted for us of God's people with a mind to work. And there's a multitude of people from every part and from every tribe of Jerusalem and the nation of Israel from different professions doing a great work, accomplishing the work of God together. And it's a pretty exciting to read chapter 3 of the book of Nehemiah, unless you're the one getting ready to read it out loud. And I think you'll understand in just a moment, but I think it's very important that we read God's Word publicly and corporately. And I want to take a stab at it. You follow along as we read together. Nehemiah chapter number 3, beginning in verse number 1. God's Word says this, Then Eliashib, the high priest, rose up with his brethren, the priest, and they builded the sheep gate. They sanctified it and set up the doors of it, even under the tower of Mia. They sanctified it under the tower of Hananiel. And next unto him builded the men of Jericho. And next to them builded Zachar, the son of Emery. But the fish gate did the sons of Hassaniah build, who also laid the beams thereof and set up the doors thereof and the locks thereof and the bars thereof. And next unto them repaired Merimoth, the son of Urijah, the son of Koz. And next unto them repaired Meshulam, the son of Berechiah, the son of uh, Meshezebel. And next unto them repaired Zadok, the son of Baanana. And next unto them the Tekoites repaired, but their nobles put not their necks to the work of the Lord. Moreover, the old gate repaired Jehoiada, the son of Pesiah, and Meshulam, the son of Besodiah. They laid the beams thereof, and set up the doors thereof, and the locks thereof, and the bars thereof. And next unto them repaired Melatiah, the Gibeonite, and Jadon, the Maranothite, the men of Gibeon, and Mizpah, under the throne of the governor, on this side of the river. Next unto him repaired Uziel, the son of Harhiah, of the goldsmiths. Next unto him also repaired Hananiah, the son of one of the apothecaries. And they fortified Jerusalem under the broad wall. Broad wall. And next unto them repaired Raphiah, the son of Hur, the ruler of the half part of Jerusalem. And next unto them... Repaired Jediah, the son of Harumath, even over against his house. And next unto him repaired Hattush, the son of Hashabniah, 
Malchijah, the son of Haram, and Hashab, the son of Pehath Moab, repaired the other piece and the tower of the furnaces. And next unto him repaired Shalem, the son of Halohesh, the ruler of the half part of Jerusalem, he and his daughters. The valley gate repaired Hanan and the inhabitants of Zenoah. They built it and set up the doors thereof, the locks thereof, and the bars thereof, and a thousand cubits on the wall under the dung gate. But the dung gate repaired Malchiah, the son of Rahab, the ruler of part of beth Serum. He built it and set up the doors thereof, the locks thereof, and the bars thereof. But the gate of the fountain repaired Shalon, the son of Kolhozi, the ruler of part of Mizpah. He built it and covered it and set up the doors thereof, the locks thereof, and the bars thereof, and the wall of the pool of Siloah by the king's garden, and under the stairs that go down from the city of David. After him repaired Nehemiah, the son of Azbuk, the ruler of the half part of Bethzer, under the place over against the sepulchres of David, and to the pool that was made, and under the house of the mighty. After him repaired the Levites, Rehum, the son of Bani. Next unto him repaired Hashabiah, the ruler of the half part of Keilah, in his part. After him repaired the brethren of Baiah, the son of Hinadad, the ruler of the half part of Keilah. And next to him repaired Ezer, the son of Jeshua, the ruler of Mizpah, another piece over against the going up to the armory at the turning of the wall. After him, Baruch, the son of Zabiah, earnestly repaired the other piece from the turning of the wall under the door of the house of Eliashib, the high priest. After him repaired Merimoth, the son of Urijah, the son of Koz, another piece from the door of the house of Eliashib, even to the end of the house of Eliashib. And after that repaired the priest, the men of the plain. After him repaired Benjamin and Hashab over against their house. After him repaired Azariah, the son of Maaseah, the son of Ananiah by his house. After him repaired Ben-Nui, the son of Hinadad, another piece, from the house of Azariah unto the turning of the wall, even unto the corner. Palal, the son of Uzziah, over against the turning of the wall and the tower which lieth out from the king's house, that was by the court of the prison. After him, Padiah, the son of Parosh. Moreover, the Nethanims dwelt in Ophel unto the place over against the water gate toward the east and the tower that lieth out. After them, the Tekoites repaired another piece over against the great tower that lieth out even unto the wall of Ophel. From above the horse gate repaired the priest, every one over against his house. After them repaired Zadok, the son of Emer, over against his house. After him repaired also Shemaiah, the son of Shechaniah, the keeper of the east gate. After him repaired Hananiah, the son of Shelemiah, and Hanun, the sixth son of Zalaph, another piece. After him repaired Meshulam, 
the son of Berechiah, over against his chamber. After him repaired Malchiah, the goldsmith's son, under the place of the Nathanims and of the merchants over against the gate, Mifkad, and to the going up of the corner. And between the going up of the corner under the sheep gate repaired the goldsmiths and the merchants. And we've done it. Probably won't ever do it again. But this is an exciting chapter in God's Word. We know that all Scripture is given by inspiration. But with no reservation, this is an exciting chapter in God's Word because we see a great host of God's people working together to accomplish the work of the Lord. This is so exciting. Certainly, Nehemiah's name is at the top of the listing of the book, and the book is called Nehemiah, but I'll have you know something. Nehemiah would testify to the fact that you cannot accomplish the work of God without the people of God having a mind to work. And when we open Nehemiah chapter number 3, there's a great list and details of folks doing the work of the Lord. It's so exciting. I like to see it, the repetition. In verse number 2, the Bible says, Next unto them. Again, it says again, next to them. Verse number 4, next unto them. Verse number 5, next unto them. Verse number 7, next unto them. Verse number 9, next unto them. Verse number 10, next unto them. Verse number 12, next unto them. Do you get it? And the picture is this. You've got this person, and next to them is this person. Next to them is this person. And maybe the writer and the Holy Spirit says, I want to change it up just a little bit because toward the second half of the chapter... We move from the statement of next to them to just simply verse number 16, after him, and 17, after him, and verse number 18, after him, and verse number 20, after him. The bottom line is there's groups of people lined up doing the work of God. And it's so encouraging to see it. I know for a fact that if God's work is to be accomplished, it will be the product of mass of God's people working together as the body of Christ to accomplish it. And my burden is to just feel the part in the body in the chain of the next to thems that God has designed for me. And I pray that it's your burden for you to feel in the spot that the next to them that God has designed for you. And when you do what God has talented you to do, God has blessed you to do, I'll have you know. Amazing things can be accomplished for the glory of God. We've already met and we'll meet again the naysayers to the building of the walls of Jerusalem. They didn't think it could be accomplished. They didn't want it to be accomplished. They were doubters. And there's no doubt that Nehemiah at times wondered how in the world we're going to get such a big thing accomplished and finished and done. But then when you see this great host of people, one after another, lined up next to them, next to them, next to them, you begin to see how the work of God is accomplished. I like it. Someone said it like this, many hands make light work. And unfortunately, a lot of times church work is a lot like a football game. You know what a football game is. You have on a football game, you've got 22 people in desperate need of rest being observed by 25,000 people in desperate need of exercise. 
but in a work that God wants to accomplish in a church like ours and in churches for his glory. And in this instance, in Nehemiah's case, the walls of Jerusalem being rebuilt. We watch a great host of people from every walk of life busy about the work that God had called them to. And that's encouraging. It's challenging. Oh, what a blessing. Let's consider just a few things as we consider this passage of Scripture. I promise I'm not going to read the whole thing again and go verse by verse, phrase by phrase through this passage of Scripture. But I do have some things I believe the Lord has brought to our attention. The first thing I want to tell you about tonight is this. The variety of workers. I think it's so encouraging to see the variety of workers. The people had a mind to work is the title of the message. But the first thing I want you to note is this, that there was a great variety in the workers. Now you make a terrible mistake if you think somehow the servants of the Lord all look exactly the same. You make a terrible mistake if you think the servants of the Lord all dress exactly the same. You make a terrible mistake if you think somehow that the servants of the Lord all come from the same background. I remember as a young person thinking that if you were going to be a preacher, you had to have a daddy as a preacher. I've proved that's not the case. There was a season in my life where I thought, well, if you're, gonna, uh, if you're really going to be the most effective for the glory of God, you had to have been trained in a Christian school. I know that's not the case. You meet and you think that maybe there's some formula that, that makes you an effective servant of the Lord. Yes, it is the perfect will of God. And God working in spite of your insufficiencies. And God working by His grace through you how He specifically designed you to do the work that He specifically called you to do. We have a variety of workers. Verse number 1, we meet the first variety. Then Eliashib, the high priest, rose up with his brethren, the priest, and they builded the sheep gate. What happens? The first people, uh, the first people leading the way, and I'm thankful to see this, were the priests. There was a group of priests here in verse number 1 that rose up and they began the work and they built the sheep gate. But I want you to look at verse number 8. The Bible says, Next unto him repaired Uzziel, the son of Hariah, of the goldsmiths. Guess who's working to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem? Priests, goldsmiths. I think this is probably my favorite one. The Bible says in verse number 12, by the way, all along the way you have next to them just people with names. And those folks are very important too. They weren't folks who were known by some trade or some craft. They weren't priests or goldsmiths or some other uh, outstanding uh, craftsman. They were just people with names who said, you know what, I'll do my part. And I'll tell you, I'll be satisfied, and I am satisfied just to be a person with a name if I get the chance to serve God with what he's blessed me with. Priests and goldsmiths. Look at verse 12. This is fun. Next unto him repaired Shalem, the son of Halohesh, the ruler of the half part of Jerusalem. Look at the next phrase. He and his daughters. I think that's fabulous. Now, this is uh, pretty exciting. I think it's fun to see uh, in 2024. But I'll just have you know something. In Nehemiah's time, for a man to bring out his daughters and tell them, let's go, let's roll up our sleeves, we're going to build this wall, it was a pretty big deal. Priests and goldsmiths, fathers and daughters, 
fathers and sons. In verse 17, what the Bible says. After him repaired the Levites, Rahim, the son of Bani. Next to him repaired Hashabiah, the ruler of the half part of Keilah. Emphasis on the word ruler. It's kind of fun. Priests, goldsmiths, fathers, daughters, sons, rulers. I think that's great. We see folks from every walk of life rising to the occasion. Ruler. Now, now something I want to think about when I think about this ruler, I'm pretty certain in verse 18, I, it is true. In verse 18, after him repaired their brethren, Baiah, the son of Hinnadad, the ruler of the half part of Keilah. I think... Again, we see a few other times throughout this little section here, the rulers. There's groups of rulers. Now, when I see this, I see folks who have authority, folks who have pull, folks who have some means and opportunity to lead a group of people. And it takes names on a list, priests, goldsmiths, fathers, daughters, rulers, folks with clout and ability to get the work of God done. They were rulers. We keep meeting up with the priest. And look with me in verse 22. After him repaired the priest, the men of the plain. Another group of priests doing the work. Verse 29, look at it with me. In verse 29, the Bible says, After them repaired Zadok, the son of Emer, over against his house. After him repaired also Shemaiah, the son of Shechaniah, the keeper of the east gate. Here's another person. The keeper of the gate. And finally, verse number 32. Between the going up of the corner under the sheep gate repaired the goldsmiths and the merchants. Now, the reason I've brought all this to your attention is because I want you to understand that it takes a great variety of people to do the work of the Lord. And in order to accomplish the rebuilding of the walls of Jerusalem, God gathered together a great group of people. It's exciting. It's exciting to watch them one after another, one after another, one after another, next to them, next to them, after him, after him. It's so exciting to watch what God can do. And I think the message for a church like ours on a night like tonight is really simple. God wants you to serve him. God wants you to contribute to the work of the Lord. God wants you to roll up your sleeves and get active in the eternal work of this church that begins and primarily must be focused on the fact that God has called us to reach the world with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. A variety of workers. If you ever think in your heart there's no place for me to serve the Lord, I'm going to be very frank with you. You're full of selfish pride. And you've looked past the will of God, the plan of God for your life. God has a place for you to serve. These people had a mind to work. There was a great variety of workers. Number two, not only was there a variety of workers, but there was a group, a great group of meticulous workers. I think this is really important. On several occasions throughout this text, we see some very detail-oriented things that are being accomplished. It's not like everybody was just jumping together to halfway do a ministry project. I remember one time I went on a uh, 
uh, a building project, a mission building project. And I'll just be quite frank with you, it made me want to vomit. What happened was this uh, mission had, had encouraged a group of people to gather together and build up some funds and go and do this project. And as I watched the project being managed... The best way that you could describe the work that was being done was absolutely atrocious. It was awful. Group of people halfway doing a work and calling it missions. A group of people halfway doing something and calling it serving Jesus. And I'll just tell you, I didn't want my name anywhere associated with the project or the byproduct of that project. But when I look at this, I see a group of people doing the work of God well. Look at a few details. Verse number 3. The Bible says, The fish gate did the sons of Hassaniah build, who also laid the beams thereof, set up the doors thereof, the locks thereof, and the bars thereof. Now, it's very plain. They said, listen, when they put the doors up, they laid the beams, set the doors, locks, bars, the whole nine yards. I like it. Verse number 6 where the Bible says, Moreover, the old gate repaired Jehoiada, the son of Paseah, and Meshulam, the son of Besodiah, something like that. They laid the beams thereof and set up the doors thereof and the locks thereof and the bars thereof. It's very specific, is it not? Verse 13, Next unto him, the Bible says in Verse 13, the valley gate repaired Hanum, and the inhabitants, Zenoah, they built it and set up the doors thereof, the locks thereof, the bars thereof, a thousand cubits on the wall unto the dung gate. What were they doing? They were doing very specific work. In verse number 14, he built it, set up the doors thereof, locks thereof, bars thereof. Verse number 15, the gate of the fountain, he built it, covered it, Set up the doors thereof, the locks thereof, the bars thereof, and the wall of the pool of Siloam by the king's garden. Why have I read you these things? Because I want you to note that these folks were meticulously serving the Lord. You know, there's a mentality that needs to be overcome, and I really don't think it's prominent in our church. But there's a mentality that must be overcome that we give our leftovers to God and to the church. But I'm just going to tell you, I think that the work that we do for eternity, for the glory of God, should be our best. Our best. We should give of our first fruits. We should give our best. And the work we do for the glory of God should be something that's done with great interest, with great effort. And we should be interested in doing it right. What a great detail. The people had a mind to work. They had a variety of workers. They had meticulous workers. And finally, number three, they were earnest workers. They were earnest workers. I want you to see what the Bible says in verse number 20. The Bible says that after him, Baruch, the son of Zabai, earnestly repaired the other piece from the turning of the wall unto the door of the house of Eliashib, the high priest. Baruch. Now, Baruch's an interesting guy. The Bible said of Baruch and his working, the Bible said that Baruch was earnestly repairing the wall. I love the word earnestly. Earnestly means to, with hot fervor. 
Have you ever met somebody that worked at something like they were fighting fire? My great-grandmother, Sarah Chapman. How many of you had the opportunity to get to know and know Sis Chapman? Anybody here got to know Sis Chapman? Now, she was one more fireball. She was something else. She was the pastor's wife. Her husband started Chai First Church of God, and he was with the Lord before I ever discovered America. But for years and years, she was a faithful servant of the Lord. And... uh, and Mamma Chapman is what I called her. Some folks called her Sis Chapman. Other folks affectionately referred to her as Super Sis because she was a wild woman. I mean, she was wide open all the time. Whatever she did, she went out like she was fighting fire. I remember one time she was in her early 90s, and it was a crazy thing happening. There goes Mamma Chapman through the yard running, pushing her push mower. What in the world are you doing? Come to find out, a snake was going through the yard, and she was running that thing down with her push mower. She was in her 90s. Not long before she died, she was out in the yard raking leaves. There was probably three or four leaves out in the yard, you know, those kind. She was out in the yard raking her leaves. She was raking her leaves and felt really bad. Turned out she had a heart attack while she's out there raking the leaves. She felt so bad, she left her rake laying in the yard, went inside, laid down on the couch. It bothered her so bad. She's just had a heart attack. It bothered her so bad that her rake was laying out in the yard that she got up and went and got it. She's a wild woman. I remember one time my grandfather, Bill Bosch, was aggravated to no end at her. She'd been out trimming. She was uh, not from the school of weed eaters. Uh, we had, they was riding lawnmowers around, but she had to trim everything. And it made my Uncle Tom mad. It made Papa Bice mad, but she was going to trim her else. And you could tell that Mama had been trimming because she had her, lawn, her push mower set about that much shorter than everybody else's lawnmowers. And there was paths through the yard and little circles around everywhere where she'd been trimming. <laughs> and one day she'd been hustling around doing something. I remember my grandfather aggravated at her. Papa Bice said that she's always going at it like the woods are on fire. She was aggravated. Something about Mama Chapman was she was earnest. And it's an honorable characteristic most of the time. <laughs> earnest. And the Bible says about this man Baruch. Now, he was earnestly repairing the wall with a hot fervor. He was repairing the wall. I I love this spirit. There's not time before Jesus comes back for you and I to be just ho-hum. I might serve God one of these days. There's not time for that. We've got an opportunity now. And with God's help, we ought to strike while the iron's hot. We ought to serve God with earnest. And you meet a man like Baruch, and he is earnestly serving the Lord. There's one other group of people in this text that I am so impressed with. And you could describe them as earnest also. Look at what the Bible says in verse 5. The Bible says, Next unto them, with, next unto them the, the Kohites repaired. Now, I want you to meet the Kohites. This is a group of people from a place most likely, Tekoa. And the Tekoites repaired. The Bible says something about the Tekoites. The Bible says the Tekoites repaired, but their nobles 
put not their necks to the work of their Lord. The Tekoites, they started working and serving the Lord, and they started kind of uh, going against the grain. The uppity-ups in Tekoa, they weren't interested in building the walls. There was a group of people, the Tekoites, they said, I don't care what those snots do or don't do, let's go build a piece of wall. I love the Tekoites. When I look at the Tekoites, I, I see some earnest. They say, look, I don't, we don't care what you nobles do or don't do. We don't care if you're interested in serving God or not. We, by God's grace, we're going to serve God. And this group, the Tekoites, the Bible lists them in this passage. The only group of people that we see in this text that were going against the grain. And I remember as I began to read it and see it and think about the Tekoites in verse number 5. I was so encouraged when I came to verse number 27. Look at it with me. The Bible says, after them... The Tekoites repaired another piece. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I like that. I know it seems small, but this group of people who against odds and against the grain, who had taken on a section of the wall to build it, the Bible says when them folks got finished, you know what they did? They fought another round. When those folks got finished, they built another piece. Those are folks with earnestness. And it's so exciting. I can't help but think as Nehemiah penned this chapter of Scripture, looking back on the building of the wall of Jerusalem, that his heart was full, full of joy, knowing that the people had a mind to work. Oh, it's sweet. A great variety of workers. There's a work for you to do. In the future, the Chai Baptist Church and the work of Jesus Christ in our community. There's a meticulous work that needs to be done. The work we do, we need to do it well. And there's an earnest work that needs to be accomplished. Oh, I wonder, will you ask God to give you a renewed fire and zeal and desire to see his work accomplished in your own heart, in your community, in your family, in your church. All those earnest workers, the people out of mind to work. And we know the end of the story of the book of Nehemiah. Guess what happens? The walls of Jerusalem are built. The work, that work is accomplished. And it's encouraging to know that God wants to work through a group of people just like us. See a great work accomplished. The people had a mind to work. Oh, I pray God will give us the same. Let's pray.